Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This is in the Masters Podcast, episode 40.5. No, I am the father. My day. And gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. What we've got here is failure to communicate. You can't handle the truth. my boomstick! Talking about movies, and that's pretty much the only stipulation we've got. Yeah. So yeah, uh, welcome to Cinemasters episode fourteen point five, I guess. Yeah, I like half episodes. Yeah, because uh, somebody decided to up and go to New York or some shit, and so we what? can't. That's where he is. Something like that, according to Facebook. So we we can't record the next Marvel episode without jacob so we're just kind of throwing something out there so you guys have something to listen to and know that we didn't forget about you except for jacob forgot about you he doesn't care he did did forget about you so as always i'm daniel james i'm rudy schubach and i'm andrew miller 
I guess we'll uh, start off with any big news that you guys have heard or new trailers you've seen that are excited about. I I saw the Catching Fire trailer. It looked really cool. Uh, and I saw what was the other one that I saw that made me lose my damn mind. Uh, Thor. I did not see the Thor trailer. Wow. I'm mm. a, seriously though. Um, when I used to live with Jacob, I, I knew this because he, he's done a lot of, um, he's done a lot of television and movie watching as he, as is obviously evident, but he's also like a news hound. He, he just digs for stuff. And I like, if, if it's not happening to me now, I don't necessarily care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm sure IGN is his front page of the news. Um, nice. and I'm, and mine is, you know. Uh, web comics. I'm a web comic reader in the morning, uh, which is funny. Wait, what, because what was that name? Web web comics. Web comics, right? Yeah. What did I say? I I heard something else. Something something Google. Something you'd have to go to private browsing on Google for. Oh really? <laughs> Gross. Um, but so so I don't like I don't catch a lot of stuff like that. But I think I don't remember where I saw Catching Fire, but I did. I've been watching Doctor Who also, but like I don't have I don't have cable, so I'm not watching real commercials either. I'm watching web commercials. Anyway, I had an idea. We could go over to the uh, YouTube thing and watch Thor: The Dark World trailer. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Ready? I'm prepared. I don't know how it works. I but heard let's do somewhere. It. I heard somewhere that Robert Downey Jr. might not be on for Avengers Two. Avengers uh, Four. Oh no! Sorry, yeah. I'm saying Iron Man Four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah, him and um, what's her face, Pepper Potts. Their yeah. uh, contracts expire after this one, so they're gonna have to sign on for more movies if they are coming back. Okay, so it's not that he has declined; it's that he is currently off of contract and therefore right. not. Yeah. That's my understanding at the at least. I am I am under the opinion that there's not a shot in hell that he will not be in the Avengers. That he will not not be in like I, he, I, he's gonna be in. Everything I've heard from him about it, like all of his sort of press release stuff, he fought so hard to be Tony Stark. It would be and I know five movies is a ton of movies, but it's also making him a stupid amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he why can not keep being stop Tony Stark? Working now and be fine. Yeah. Easily. So if he still likes being Tony Stark, which I can't see why he wouldn't, he gets to be an arrogant drunk, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. he gets to be himself ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with the Iron Man suit, I did uh, see one thing online that was kind of funny. Yeah. Apparently, at some press conference, someone introduced uh, Mark Ruffalo to the Science Bros meme. Yes. Uh, yeah. in, including sort of specifically the homoerotic fan art section. <laughs> and he was in love with it. He was like, this is awesome. It's like outsourced creativity or open source creativity. I got to I gotta show this to Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea what that was until I saw Science Bros? I, yeah, I didn't know what it was. Um, there's a, there's the meme that made the round where it's, where it's um, Tony Stark and Mark Ruffalo as blah, 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 blah. what's the Hulk salt uh, Bruce Banner in the right. convertible at the end of the movie, and it started okay. with them being like, "Get in the car, nerds! We're doing science." 
Um, and then they they took the image of them staring at each other through the computer screen where uh, Tony's sort of trying to convince the Hulk that the Hulk, that that Bruce that the Hulk is part of him and he needs to embrace it and let that super part of him out and 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 sort of shine. Uh, and they made it very romantic. Uh, and then the the memes did, of course. And then uh, and then people just started doing fan sketches and fan. Uh, uh, art and fan stories about Hulk slash Stark Crossfit. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, let's watch this trailer. Um, when I hit play, it'll mute everybody, I think. So unmute yourselves, okay. and then they can hear our reactions. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, you want to start yourselves as soon as it starts? Yeah, okay. don't like it's... talk over it, but okay. just so they can hear... Whoa, it says it says that I'm off air. Is that normal? Um, I'm on. I'm on air. I'm off air. You are currently not being recorded. <laughs> I don't hmm. know if that's true. You're being recorded through my computer. I don't think you're being recorded through YouTube's or Weird. whatever. Why doesn't tell me I'm off air? Interesting. Probably because it's not broadcasting. Wait, are now you on I'm on air. air? Yeah. Yep. Okay, there it is. Okay, okay, now it's broadcasting. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, if you want to watch the Thor The Dark World trailer, we're watching the UK official one by Marvel UK on YouTube. And so, yeah, pause the thing until you have it loaded up and ready to go. And then we will hit play. So right. is the Throw the Dark World trailer going to be in the recording, or is it just our voices reacting to it? No, it'll, it'll be in there. You, you'll okay. be able to hear it. Are you taking care of that, or do me and Rudy have to find it also? Uh, have you hit the YouTube um, Let's uh, app test for it. the Google Plus Tubity? Yeah, go to the YouTube thing on the left-hand side. There it is. Yeah, cool. So let's try this. Some believe that before the universe, there was nothing. They're wrong. There we go. And it has survived. So we're talking here, and we do not have to press, press, push to talk on the YouTube thing? Right. Yeah, if you turn your microphone off, it should automatically be recording you. Gotcha. We're from different worlds. Literally. <laughs> Maybe they're separate for a reason. You can do nothing. Oh, they will destroy us. Ask yourself. You sacrifice for what you believe. No! You must be truly desperate to come to me. Oh my god. <laughs> when do we start? When do we start? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. When do we start? Yeah. <laughs> so things I picked up from the video. Bifrost is back. The, the Rainbow Bridge has been right. repaired somehow. They repaired it. Because uh, Thor's teleporting everybody and yeah. everywhere. So uh, that made me happy. Um, very much hinting that Jane's going to die. With uh, Netpo, who no. are you going to sacrifice? What are you willing to... Well, but, but Thor's the kind of guy who's like... I'm not sacrificing anything if I don't have to. I I will fight forever for what is mine. That is true. I would argue that she that by the end of the movie, based on the this is a big thing for me to to, to talk to like. Let's say this is wild speculation. This is wild speculation, but hell, we're on a podcast. That's what this is for. Exactly. I'm going to say that at the end of the movie, Sif dies, uh, sacrificing herself. Now seeing that. Thor is in love with Natalie Portman, Jane. Sif sacrifices herself so uh, Jane can live. That's where you're I, going. That's what I'm going with. I I like it. I will back you on that and say that would be awesome. What's the name of Jane's friend? Who's the the other research assistant? Kat Dennings. I love her. We don't know her name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, all I remember is um, in the first Thor, Thor introduces them to the Warriors 3 as Jane Foster, Dr. S- Eric Selvig, and then whatever her name is, but just her first name. And it's mm. amusing. Yeah. Darcy. Darcy, that's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get a quick glimpse of Malekith, which is played by Christopher Eccleston, I believe. Chris Eccleston. Yep. Which I think I think we also got a glimpse at. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I'm just going to say Mr. Echo from Lost. I think I believe if you look at the scene where there's a guy tied up, in a sort of very H.R. Uh, Geiger looking set, I believe that's him. Price for what you believe. Yeah, I believe that's him as whatever that character is, the sort of weapon that Malekith ends up using. You must be truly desperate to come to me. And then uh, when I, even when I turn the up. volume off of my YouTube, it's still muting me. That's crazy. Yeah. I love the guy who plays Thor. I'm really glad that they're not just going to yeah. pan him. Tom Hiddleston yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Have you heard any of his stuff? Like There, there, there are videos out there of him doing improvisations uh, impressions of of other famous people I've he's actually heard really those. good impressions and one of the ones that he does is what's his name from uh wedding crashers the owen little wilson. one with the broken nose owen wilson yeah. yeah he does an he does an amazing owen wilson impression it was ridiculous fantastic so yeah <sighs> uh i love thor so i'm already excited for this one and this trailer made it that much more excited Dude, it's a good trailer. It's solid. I'm yeah. actually my he's actually my favorite Avenger, so I'm a very excited uh, for this. It's hard. I don't know if I have a favorite Avenger. He's my favorite. If if they if they had brought Wolverine in, I might say Wolverine. Cause I love the, I, I'm a big X-Men fan from the way back. Even like my first exposure to them was the nineties cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I um, think that was most people yeah, in yeah, our era. And I know that Gambit never becomes an Avenger, but he should uh, just because I think what they did for Gambit in X-Men Origins or Wolverine. I think pretty much everything they did in that movie was not good. Well, yeah, Gambit, Gambit's stuff, Gambit's action scenes were pretty decent, but he was like 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and he all like 12 more. seconds of action from him. Yeah, he's like... I think... Yeah, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I think Taylor Kitsch was well cast, though. If they were, if they gave him time to, to actually do anything, I think that's a good casting decision. I agree. And I think that... I think that um, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool could have been good if they hadn't completely fucked up the concept of Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. All of the above. But we'll get more into that later on uh, during our marvelous summer when we look at all the X-Men. Yeah, yay. I also want to quick point out news-wise that uh, talking back to Robert Downey Jr., that he was paid a a good old amount of fifty million dollars for his paycheck for Iron Man three. Fifty million just record. for Iron Man three. Good lord! I <laughs> wish I ever had that much money in my entire life. I wish I had a tenth of that. I yeah. And also, mind you, he negotiated that, so he was at a point where he was like, "That's not enough. Pick it up to 50. <laughs> well, um, maybe they, maybe they. I could, I could literally, if I was at that point in my career and someone's like, we want to pay you $50 million, I'm not going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. I would be like, how about you pay me 35 and give 10 to this charity? Right. Yeah, right? I'd be like, that. I'm going to pay so much in taxes for $50 million. Could you just give me $10 million and, uh, and do it under the table? That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Do it in cash. <laughs> 10 million cash. Yeah. <laughs> and I need a helicopter waiting for me so I can escape. So I can get to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> also, just doing more Iron Man 3 stuff. Uh, the first, there aren't a lot, but there are a couple of reviews I've already siphoned out. Uh, and it's pretty good so far. It looks, uh, it's looking pretty solid. Yeah. Um, well, I think they did their publicity really well. Um, they started with a really, really cryptic, like, very image light, um, not a lot of details coming out. And then like one picture of the Iron Patriot League. Um, and then they just sort of slowly started working into more and more elaborate and specific um, trailers. And I think they've been doing a really good job of giving away enough to get you really, really interested without giving away anything yeah. like, plot-wise. The, the biggest takeaway in the review seems to be that something that the, the trailers aren't really showing, which is actually that the film is very funny. <laughs> uh, the trailers have been very, you know, serious. Very good, the drama yeah. in the movie, they say the writing is very good. It's, like, very funny. The writing's which, always good in the, in the Stark movies. Yeah, yeah that, I was going to yeah. say, that's not really a surprise. but It's not a surprise, but it seems as though it, it's from the reviews. It's, it's they've good to be assuaged. <laughs> yeah, they, they've they've deemed it the best written in terms of dialogue because of Shane Black gave really meshes well, clearly with with Robert Downey Jr.'s voice having worked with him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm. Great movie. Yes, it is. We will be oh, reviewing man. that at some point. I am guaranteeing I'm trying that. Trying to get my roommate to watch it, but we can't find it anywhere. Probably has one of my favorite opening scenes of any movie. 
from what I can remember of it. <laughs> with the magic trick. Can I tell you what my favorite line from that movie is? Please. You should look under the, in the dictionary under the definition of idiot. You know what you'd find? A picture of me. No, the definition of the word idiot, which you are. Ah, good shit. Yeah. Gay Perry. First time I watched that movie, it was uh, like freshman year of college, and I was just sick, like hardcore sick. I couldn't really go anywhere, so I borrowed it from a friend. So I didn't get the full experience from it because I was just like, Meh. I actually watched it because so, of Jacob. I think I have it on Blu-ray now, so I'm excited to rewatch that one. I just watched the whole Dune miniseries with my roommates. Yeah. From what? Oh. Oh four, oh five, the something. Good like that. one or the awful one? The one from Sci-Fi. Yeah, I think that's the good one, it which is really weird. weird. Right, that's not actually a sign. <laughs> well, it's it wasn't a movie; it was a miniseries. That's yeah. why that's why they were able to take more time with it, show more of the show more of the story and everything. Because the old one, the other one was from the eighties, right? That was the yeah. David Lynch movie. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely the newer one. Of the two. And it was it was really good. Yeah, I need we to watch do, that at some point. We want to do more movie news, maybe? Go over yeah. yeah, do you guys have any other news? <laughs> I've got nothing. I just told you that. <laughs> <laughs> you you do one, Daniel. I'll think of one for me. Um, right now. Cool. I don't really... I had one the other day, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. I got one. I got one. Uh, go for it. I'll try to think back. So back on the superhero topic, uh, it's been rumored, this isn't official, but rumored that they're looking at the performance of Man of Steel to determine whether they might uh, hire Zack Snyder to direct the Justice League if they end up continuing to go in that route. I think they got to. I would be okay with that. I don't, I, know, I, don't know, okay that. I don't know if they want to do Zack Snyder as, as Justice League. That's probably a, a decent idea because he's a good visionary, nice, you know, view and, and uh, cinematic direction. Um, but I think they've got to make a move on, on Justice League, especially with the with how well the Avengers has done. Um, if, if DC has anything to say about it and they want their comic books to, to stay alive at all, they need to get mainstream presence like the Avengers has. I think I that agree. that would be a good move as long as he's not the writer on the Justice League. Yes. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, he is a visually amazing director. They, uh, should get, they should get Chris Nolan to write it. Then have Zack Snyder direct it. Yeah, I'm a, deadness. Wow. I'm a, no, no. I'm thinking about I'm thinking of my response. I'm actually outside of Sucker Punch and uh, Guards of Gal or whatever Owls, the Owl movie. I'm actually a a huge Snyder fan. I think he's actually one of the best directors in terms of bigger budget films going. Because I always find his work. I actually really like Sucker Punch for for what it was, which I was that. Which was a picture, a picturesque movement of sad girls with big weapons crying. I had a very odd reaction to that movie, in that I, in that I thought it was bad, but I was, I was very interested in it. In analy- it's sort of like a movie like 
I think it would be very interesting to analyze what went wrong with it because there's so there's he's attempting a lot. Like it's not a movie that I would say he's not is under ambitious. He's definitely mm. going for a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I think Watchmen would probably be my second favorite comic book movie behind the Dark Knight. So good. And mm. I love 300. I think that's amazing. I think I, I I think our generation, at least from what I remember, that was a big movie in high school. Oh God! Yeah. I remember that being a huge deal. Oh, high school? How old are you? Wait a minute. I'm 22. Soon to be 23 in June. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it was big for me in college. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it was. Um, I remember. I still think it's incredible. I Such think it, it's one of those things where his visual styling actually matches the 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 subject matter. Oh yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at the original the, the source, right? Yeah. The source that it Frank came Miller from was yeah. very much in that sort of polar, you know, tricolor kind of yeah. stuff. It's. Vivid, and I also I think say. the Dawn of the Dead weird. remake is is very well done. And not to mention, like sixty foot tall Billy Crudup naked. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that's that epic. Effect. Yeah, and the guy they got to the guy they cast to play uh, Rorschach was fucking perfect. Yeah, the oh, acting yeah. in that movie, even uh, what's his name, Patrick Wilson's incredible. Also, it was Night mm. Owl. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly cast. Yeah. Yeah. And People it, think that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like all his movies. I don't think I've seen his remake of Dawn of the Dead. But I, I've seen all the others, and I'm a huge fan of all of them, including Sucker Punch, uh, mostly because I watched the opening scene and had to rewatch it. The like the first opening ten minutes, right? Because it it's just it's so it just drags you in, yeah, right away. And the music usage in that movie is fantastic. Uh, I I love. Yeah, I just I just love his work. Like, yeah, visually awesome. There's some really cool shots in all of his movies, and he he does great work with that. That being yeah, said, he, his story, uh, his his writing isn't fantastic. I mean, he wrote Sucker Punch, and then it's not a great story. Right. Oh, and one more thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is what what? No, it's just what the it's what the guy who was Gilligan would always turn around and say to them right before they started a big mission was, "Oh, one more thing, don't wake your right, mother. right, right." He's like, "What? What?" <laughs> I understand that you're trying to be crypticy, foreshadowy, but I mean, it's I guess it's working, I suppose. <laughs> I also don't like that he's criticized for just being visuals. I think he's actually a, a very good acting director. I think mm. the performances he got from Watchmen in 300, and by the way, 300, though very high, highly stylized, he got great performances out of those actors. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they hit their mark perfectly. You know, he knew exactly what it was going for, and I think if you compare that acting to the acting in, like, The Immortals, there's definitely a more subtle, it definitely works a lot better. The performances play a lot better in 300 than The Immortals. Definitely. Okay. Well, I can't seem to find what news it was that I was looking for. So, um, yeah. Uh, did you guys watch the outtake from what show was that? Uh, Parks and Recreation. That one where Patton yeah. Oswalt. Yes. Rambles uh, on I, I about Star Wars on, Episode on 7. An enormous uh, Disney movie franchise mashup. Yeah. 
hilarious. Like <laughs> ten minutes long. Oh yeah. Really doesn't take a breath. It's amazing. It is so good. Uh, <laughs> just I love Patton Oswalt. The only thing that freaks me out was the idea that Chewie comes back as an eight-legged arachnid robot, in a, as a head in a jar. That was, <laughs> I, I was on board until that moment. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, just, just merging Star Wars and the Avengers, <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe. I also like that he took the, he had enough detail in that improv that he has the X, like the X-Men ship come fly in, but it's not the X-Men, it's the Fantastic Four in them. Right. <laughs> that, that was such an unnecessary detail he added. It's hard for me to know how much of that was actually improv. Like I, I, I think that he, the words themselves were improv, but I think he must have drawn a, a web or some sort of um, path and all these notes so that he could like just sort of riff and then be like, and then uh, oh yeah, the fast, Fantastic Four come in on the bubble, and then you see this. This is what we see, and like sort of the details are being fleshed out improv- improvisationally. But I, like maybe that many tie-ins, you know. He's a smart guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually came up with that on the spot. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. But uh, yeah, it'd be amazing if he actually was able to, like, if he didn't at least have a game plan in his head. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either way. I like how at the beginning Amy Poehler is trying to stop the filibuster, but then like halfway through it becomes, well, that that just doesn't seem right thematically. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Also, it's also funny to watch uh, if you see briefly see like Aziz and. Andy Dwyer, this sort of amaze, just kind of standing there. Just, and Andy, if you watch, if you watch Andy and um, uh, what's the the bad guy senator's name? I just watched an episode last night. Um, Jam, they actually leave the room and then come back in to continue listening to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good stuff. I'll also throw out that if you have the time to watch Michael Shannon reading the uh, sorority, do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Oxford. Yeah, I okay. saw that. I didn't watch it, but I saw it. It's it's awesome. It just watch. It's it's amazing. The, his delivery is incredible. So there was this this letter that went viral from the sorority leader of the sorority group, and she sends out this sort of scathingly mean letter to her chapter basically telling him to shape up. And so Funny or Die did, had Michael Shannon read the entire thing in like, just toward, toward, to the camera. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> it sounds awesome. That it does. Cool. Um, I guess that'll do it for news. Uh, nothing else popping up, apart from sweet trailers for Star Trek. And yeah. Oh my God. I can't Man of Steel. And Man of Steel, yeah. All those games. Uh, all these movies are so exciting for me. Because I remember looking forward to looking forward to the movie season last year. Like I knew, you know, Batman, Avengers, Spider Man. I'm set. And then we yeah. were getting into movie season this time, and I was like, oh, Iron Man three, I guess. I don't really know what else is. And then like it all, all, all of these releases started hitting with like a ton of bricks, and I'm excited for movie season again. Summer summer blockbuster season, sorry. Yeah. I know that all year is movie season, but cool. Do we want to do movies we've seen? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rudy? 
Uh, do, I watch Dune. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of TV lately. I've been watching Lie to Me. I've been watching Doctor Who. I've been watching... Uh, we watched Dune today. Um, yeah, I haven't done a lot of movie watching lately. All sort of bite-sized chunks. I've been finishing up teaching this class, and, and my sort of job is starting to taper off. So, not a ton of movies. Cool. <laughs> I'm like the worst personality for a movie blog. It just sucks. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. I mean, TV's good, too. TV's fair game. Uh, yeah, I saw... What did I see the other day? Olympus Has Fallen. How was it? Because the um, reason I saw it is we're going to be doing an episode of movie pairs, quote unquote. And that that's, you know, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down are both coming out this year. So I want right. to be able to compare those, you know, two movies, different people, but same story. Same story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Deep Impact and Armageddon. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, the, and uh, The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> that, that come out around the same time so that one not as much uh but like the prestige and the illusionist, the illusionist which came out yeah. the same summer yeah that's the one that got me to notice this phenomenon that happens. i got one ants in a bug's life yep, yeah that's right? a good one uh snow white and the huntsman and mirror mirror oh yeah that was like three so, months oh uh, once upon a time in grim the television series that are yep. essentially the yeah. Same yeah, that works. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I saw Olympus Has Fallen for research and also because I had a day off of work, which was weird. Since I'm now working two jobs and when I'm not working one job the that day, I'll be working the other. So, What's the other one oh, you're working? Uh, Hell Depot. I know that one. What's the other one? The UPS store. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So anyways, Olympus Has Fallen, it was everything I thought it was going to be. It it was, you know, solid action movie. The best way to explain it is Die Hard in a White House. Yeah. 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 Um, About what I expected. Good movie. Great action scenes. I heard it was was really, really terrible. No, I would disagree with that. The only parts I didn't like about it was the believability. It, it's not very believable that they would be able to take the White House that easily. If you're going into that movie with believability, though, you're in the right. wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly my point. Like, I'm yeah. not going in there being like, oh, man, this is going to be the most realistic movie since Lincoln. It's not your like, It's not your SEAL Team 6. It's not your... Yeah. Right. It's like this is gonna be a fun action movie, and we're gonna see uh, Gerard Butler kick some major ass. And you that's essentially what that movie is. Did they is. have him have a British accent, or did they give him American accent? No, he was American. 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 Good. American with like that gruff, like I'm American. Yes, yeah. that's, that's my imitation. Like it, yeah. I'm American. Or so, at least something close. <laughs> close enough to American. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one I've seen. Uh, also watched the Switch on Netflix, the uh, rom com with Jason Bateman <coughs> and what's her face. Oh, I watched that. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I watched that recently too. It, it was again about what I was expecting. Uh, it was not, actually not 
overly amazing but not like disappointing in any way i liked it more than i thought i was going to because i i didn't watch it for a long time and then my one of my roommates decided she wanted to watch it and i was like whatever sure i'll stick around and i actually kind of got sucked into it and it was much better than i had expected it to be and that little kid is great mm-hmm. yep the uh, little kid from looper yeah. Is it? yeah oh my god that little kid is really great As far uh, I, as movies go, that's all I saw. I, they now have the Justice League cartoon on Netflix, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been watching that a little bit of Terra Nova, a little bit of Doctor Who, a really really guilty pleasure over on Amazon Prime is the show Awkward. It's a an MTV show. It's a teenage girl drama it's 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 hilarious and i always feel bad watching it because it's a teenage girl drama but it, it's well written so i've also been playing a lot of games board games malifo computer games we just got a wii u today too so that's going to be interesting i was i was telling daniel i've never met anyone who owns a wii u Jeez, so, story. this is a special treat you haven't met me but you I haven't know. met you, I guess. Yeah. I own a Wii U, and you know me. That's good enough. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, Here actually, it comes. Here's my face. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> that, there we go. <laughs> the um, wonders of, Marvel, of uh, modern technology. I, uh, before, right, I actually got home from seeing Pain and Gain, right, uh, before I did this. And uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Surprisingly, very enjoyable. <laughs> I, I, I definitely give a go see this review to that movie. Um, it's different. It's it's the only it's the only Michael Bay movie I can think of where his style completely adheres to the to the story to the theme. Like it, it fits perfectly with what the movie's about. Uh, and it also is the only Michael Bay movie I can think of that is constantly dialogue. It's it's constantly character based and dialogue based for the entire film, and as my friend pointed out, there's only one explosion in the whole movie. What? Yeah. That just doesn't sound. Now right. I'm angry. No, it totally <laughs> works. You and you don't. That's it. You don't need it anymore. It's so the story itself is so interesting, and the performances are actually like no. The Rock gives a genuinely like genuinely good, maybe even great performance in it. He's very good. No. The problem with that movie is I'm okay with The Rock. I, I like him okay. He does good action movies. And I like Ed, er, Ed Harris. And I really don't care for anybody else in the cast. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think it'll be worth a watch. I'm not going to see it in theaters. I, there's a part of me that just feels like doing a Michael Bay movie without explosions at this point has become false advertising. Well, well, I mean, here's the thing that then the reason I would recommend it is that the the story is basically about these people who are who are trying to achieve their version of the American dream, which is bombast and just extremely overly done in terms of money, in terms of bodybuilding, in terms of drugs and sex, and just being the best, the the not even the best, the biggest you can be, and that's considered to them what they're trying to do, and that fits Michael Bay to a T. He's just going for big all the time. So 
it really fits well in, in terms of the movie. And it's also a, a giant satire. Like Michael Bay's never been this, he's never dealt with subtext or any sort of themes before. And he's also never dealt with like drama. Like things happen in this movie that are way more serious than any of the other movies he's done. Like mm -hmm. way, way more serious. And yeah, not in like a tongue in cheek like, kind of way, like genuine. Like, ge like genuine to the point where I don't, I don't think it achieves this because very many filmmakers can, but I know that he, him and the actors and the writers have cited Fargo as an example of the, the type of movie he was going for. Um, so imagine Fargo done by Michael Bay. If that, hmm. if that gives you. Yeah, I think I could see that in my head. <laughs> Interesting. Turns out. You know, when you said satire, it, it almost sold me. Uh, I, I'm, it is a giant satire. I love satire, so that that definitely is a step up for that movie in my book. It's definitely a big satire. To the point where the character you the characters have constant monologues that play over scenes, and the monologues just reveal how incredibly stupid they all are. To the point where you just kind of, you, you just like, oh, man, these people are stupid. And man, they do these stupid things. And you end up hating all of them. They're all bad people. But in a fun way. Like you're watching and you're just like, God, this is, I can't believe this happened. And these people thought like this. Nice. Oh, what idiots. Let's watch some more. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um. I don't know. I I think that'll pretty much do it for this episode. It kind of did what we needed it to and that we just kind of killed some time and had some fun talking about movies, which is kind of what we always do, just without mm, as much direction. Long story short, watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Yeah. I feel well, like that's the... Uh, it's one of my favorite Val It's one of my favorite Robert Downey Jr.'s. I don't know what the name of that other girl is, but she's been in some other things, but it's my Scott favorite movie of hers Ryan. as well. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. <laughs> um, well, well directed, well shot. Go watch it. Really. And we'll talk about it more later, I promise. True story. True story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Other in other news, what what else do you guys recommend this week? Something not movie related. Uh, uh, I'll do one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Daily Show. Just I don't know if you guys are Daily Show watchers. Uh, I I, te I tend to be compulsively watching it. I watch <laughs> it every day. Um, they just did a great three part segment on uh, John Oliver going to Australia to not to get serious but to talk about their gun control laws and uh it's very funny and very interesting where basically it's like three you if you go on hulu you can find clips from these this three-part segment that john oliver does in australia and it's it's really it's really good to, to sort of, yeah <laughs> seeing them compare what happened there to what what's happening here and yeah it's interesting well, I, I just watched one, uh, a clip from the Daily Show about where this guy uh, was uh, talking about how we should handle the 
the suspect in the bombing case and like the Miranda rights and how, and how Fox news is shitting all over like nine tenths of the constitution. Yeah. Yeah. And the only one that they don't like, the only one that is black and white to them is the, is the gun control laws. And it's like, well, we can't have people, you know, we can't have people taking away our guns. And then John Stewart does this thing. He's like, well, but if let's, let's look at, let's look at the death counts. Uh, we, we want to do all of this thing to, to terrorists, and we've had, oh, like 7,000 7, uh, deaths t- uh, due to terrorism. How, how, many, how many gun uh, control deaths have we had? Oh, 700,000. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice little jab at Fox News. Like, there have been other ones where he just tore into them. There was one. There's a clip of Jon Stewart on a Fox show just going to town on them. And it was really cool. Cause he, he yeah. was very serious yeah. in the review. Cross the line. Yeah. He's the only one who'll, who'll talk to him. No, no, it was Bill, one, it was one of the Bill O'Reilly one, but the one that I'm thinking of is, uh, their, their guy who's like the, the liberal show on Fox. And, and he's, oh, takes yeah. he's like, he's like the one who's not, like an extremist and he's like the the heir of credibility and he's still trying to slander john and john's like well you're you're here because they need you to be here otherwise they're a joke yeah um, i can't think of what his name it might have been alan combs but i can't think of of, of his name but i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah. but that, that's a that's a hell of an interview john stewart's brilliant so yeah. so is stephen colbert true story i had a privilege of seeing a colbert taping I got a ticket to it for a birthday present, nice. and it was awesome. I I watched uh, Aliens versus Monsters the other day. That's another movie. Yeah. Speaking of Stephen Colbert, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. What else did I see? Oh, and we watched Kung Fu Panda that night as well. So it was like Seth Rogen as Critters all night. It was crazy. Yeah. Awesome. I did rewatch uh, Remember the Titans and The Help last night. Both fantastic movies. I don't know if I've seen Remember the Titans. What? Yeah, I, I kind of get really mad when people diss The Help. They, I feel like a lot of the critiques brought against the film are completely, un, like completely unrelated to the quality of the movie. Hmm. I don't remember... Any complaints from that? I was probably in Australia at the time it came out, though, so wasn't paying too much attention. There was there was the the general thing that happens when they say you know the the movie was whitewashed. Uh, the fact that the there's a white woman writing the book as opposed to focusing solely on on black heroism somehow de- like demotes the achievements of the black women in the film, which I think is ridiculous because they're the real heroes in the movie. If you're actually oh, watching yeah. it right, exactly. Yeah. And I mean. I don't know. It's a, not a debate for this episode. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird. I, I just remember hearing a lot of great things about the performances and that yes. they hold yeah. up. So. Yeah, it's uniformly amazing acting, I think, yeah. throughout that whole movie. Mm. Kind of the start to, uh, what's her name? Jessica Chastain. It was, it was yeah. kind of her first big movie and the reason she's gotten huge since then. Yeah, I think she was in like nine movies that year. Yeah. Like Tree of Life, that, Take Shelter, um, that Israeli movie, whatever, I forgot, where she's like an Israeli agent. 
did a lot of movies or felt like a lot of movies. <laughs> she was just everywhere, overexposed even. No. <laughs> So anything cool. else we got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, think we're done. Um, I think tipped. Yeah. What, what's I'll try and, I'll try and actually start watching movies again. <laughs> <laughs> um, my quick other recommendation is, uh, a podcast, actually another movie review podcast, uh, operation Kino K I N O. They they do great reviews, uh, kind of. They're it's just will, really well produced. They're they're really tight on their stuff. There's a bit of overlap, people arguing over each other, at times, <laughs> but it's it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, it yeah, it's good stuff. They're pretty knowledgeable about films, and they review a lot of stuff very accurately, in my opinion. And they they usually have both sides, so that the, they have four co-hosts. So there's, you know, two of them are usually for it. One's kind of okay, and then one's usually against it. So <laughs> has a nice uh, contradiction there and makes it interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, uh, I've got nothing else. So. I don't have a, I don't have a plug, but I'm just gonna take this moment to brag because I I I, I just want to that I have uh, I started working in the theater chain out in L.A. called ArcLight, and uh, I was working there on Wednesday during this AFI fest where they were having stars come in and introduce their movies. So, for instance, like Samuel Jackson was there to introduce Pulp Fiction, and I got to see him, and that was awesome. But what was really awesome was I got to be about two feet from Harrison Ford. What? Harrison Ford. I, 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 cannot, I cannot express to you the giddiness I felt seeing his face in person. Did you say anything cool like we named the dog Indiana? He did not see he, – he, he pretty much acted like I expected in that. We cleared out the lobby of people so that he, he could get to his movie. He was introducing Blade Runner. Okay. And uh, he gave a great speech, um, and he kind of just walked in with his with his bodyguards, really quiet, just kind of wanting to get the job done and then leave. A classic Harrison Ford. He just wants to do his job and leave. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, you see his face and you're like, that's that's the face, that's Harrison Ford's face. He's real, he exists. Yeah. <sighs> It was awesome. I feel life like I feel like I've achieved something, even though I have. Get off my plane. Get <laughs> off my plane. That, uh, that's we were, badass. We and we talked about uh, my one of my roommates is like woefully undermovied to the point where we'll be talking about like amazing movies and be like, Cassie, have you ever seen this? No, like ridiculously like movies that movies that everyone should see. And uh, and she was she came back from a trip to Greece this weekend, uh, and she was like, "Have you guys have you guys ever seen the movie Dogma?" And we're like, "Yes, Cassie, that's one of those movies that we're like, have you seen Dogma?" And you say no, and then we freak out. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, it's just it was so good, like it was it was reverent at, while still being funny, but without being crass about it." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's why it's a brilliant movie." 
We need to start making you watch more movies, Cassie. <laughs> anyway, so that was a fun story. Yeah, done. good stuff. I'm sure we'll do a Kevin Smith episode at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, and you're Kevin Smith's one of your heroes, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, he came from nothing and just wrote and directed a you know, small movie that just got huge. Right place at the right time. Yep. And he made shit happen for himself, which is kind of what you have to do. So. And now he's living the dream of of occasionally writing, occasionally acting, occasionally directing, but mostly just being a comic book guy. Yeah. Comic book guy, mostly being a podcast guy, just talking shit for yeah. people to listen and people pay money to go see him do that. Yeah. Right. I yeah, I got to see him at Comic Con. It's amazing how he can just go on a rant for like mm-hmm. two hours and make it endlessly entertaining. Yeah. What have you guys seen? Too Fat for Forty. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. It's the one I so uh, I knew I had seen Evenings with Kevin Smith before, and Too Fat for Forty came up on Netflix, and so me and my 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 roommate at the time, Peter, were sitting there, and I was like, "Have you seen any of these?" He's like, "No." He's like, "Okay, you got You got to see. It. We'll just watch like a couple questions." And so we pop in Too Fat for Forty. And one guy asks one question, and then he talks for like right. three hours on that one question. And then at the end of the thing, he's like, so I guess I sort of answered your question, right? I mean, I don't <laughs> oh, oh, I'm out of time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and then he's like, well, it is Q and A, not Qs and As. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say that if anyone, if you have time, go listen to his stories about Prince and his stories about uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Superman's amazing. a great one. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Uh, yes. If you like our podcast, check out our other podcasts. Those are Rogue Arrow Podcast and Mainframe Chronicle. You can find those at almppodcasts.blogspot.com. Uh, if, if you want to listen to me talk about time travel, you do that on Geek Fights, uh, episode 130. Or maybe you already have. I'm just completely wrong on that. I don't know what episode it is, but Geek Fights, do it. Uh, there'll be a link in the page, which the page is thecinemasters.blogspot.com. If you want to talk about movies with us or just want to tell us what movies to talk about or just want to tell us how much we suck at this send us an email at thecinemasters at gmail.com uh, find us on Facebook and rate and review us on iTunes definitely rate and review us on iTunes that's how we get more listeners and more fun feedback and people can do stuff better words if you like pina coladas and getting caught again in the rain. Rain. yeah Cool. Uh, yeah, email, website, Facebook, iTunes. That that's that's those them. are the ones. Do those <laughs> and stuff. Uh, as always, I'm Daniel Jaynes. I'm Rudy Schubach. and I'm Andrew Miller. And next time we will be talking about the end of Marvel Cinematic Universe. It'll probably be a little longer episode. But it will be fun. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, see you guys next time.
Make me hang out. <laughs> bye bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye bye. Bob! We come from the net. Blogs, websites, podcasts, to this place. The, the Mainframe main Chronicle. Chronicle. Our format podcasters to analyze and discuss to discuss the shows we love their strengths and flaws we discuss them until our jobs ache software pirates this is bad this is very bad Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only he didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Dino. So many moods. So little time. Careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains now, do I? No, sir. Not a brains. Absolutely not. The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is good. This might even take one whole second! Dot, can you read me? Dot! They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to podcast. No one knows for sure. But we intend to find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at mfchronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle podcast. The Emerald Archer, the Battling Bowman, Ali, whatever name you know him by, he is best known as Oliver Queen. The billionaire playboy who was stranded on an island for five years, forcing him to become the Arrow. Join us as we follow his journey to clean up the mess his father helped create in Starling City. I am Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Laurel Murs. And I'm Rudy Schubach. And you should check out Rogue Arrow Podcast, where we talk about the CW show Arrow. You can find us at roguearrow.blogspot.com or by searching iTunes or Facebook for Rogue Arrow Podcast. <laughs>